How did Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott perform in his first game back? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. It was a fun watch to the tape last night. It was good to see kind of exactly what's going on. There was a lot more stuff that I felt like I had kind of made mental notes of wanting to see on the coach's tape uh, that I didn't feel like I got a good angle on the broadcast tape. So it, it was kind of nice to get check off the boxes and kind of see things from a better angle to see how things went down. And I'm excited to talk about it. Yep. Uh, let's talk about Dak in his first game back since yep. the thumb injury. It's all anybody's been talking about on Twitter, but let's, let's add some facts and some, some film study in here. You watched every throw. How do you think Dak actually performed in this game? I think he actually performed really well. I mean, even early on when I felt like he was a little bit rusty at times, he wasn't off in any significant way. It didn't feel like uh, throwing the football physically. Going back and watching some of the ones that were kind of, you know, like I said, like ones that I had made mental note of uh, during the, watching the game and, and kind of going back and seeing the the context or different angles, it really kind of made things more clear. And, and a couple examples I'll throw out there were, that the very first play of the game, they run that play action bootleg and they throw to the Noah Brown. You know, there was some commentary. I mean, there, I think that got that got overexamined because it was Dak's first pass in like six weeks. But it was, it was a perfectly it was a perfectly fine pass, though. He, he like Brown should could have caught that. Should have caught. Uh, it. He had both hands on it, right? Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't like you know, it was a catchable ball, and he could have caught it and come down and, and picked up some yards. And then I think that there were two or three other throws uh, that, that were down the field for the most part that I think were, uh, you know, we kind of chalked up to not necessarily bad throws or physically challenged throws, but more uh, decision-making. Mm-hmm. I got to say the one to <laughs> the one to CD lamb that was into tr- in triple coverage, as everyone keeps pointing out, that was an absolute dime. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he, he throws he, it to the back that, shoulder on purpose. Well, he put that right on. Uh, I'm talking about the one that where it was, I think he, I think CD is running a slant, uh, a deep slant, like an eight route kind of. Mm-hmm. And he's, there's a guy trailing, there's a guy on the outside yes. behind him, and then there's a guy closing. And if CD, instead of trying to hand, like body catch it, if CD just reaches out with his palms and snatches it, that we would be talking about that being the throw of the week, honestly, because it was so, it was so perfectly placed. So, and then there was another one down the field that I felt like, uh, you know, that was just an ill-advised throw. He was trying to throw one up to Gallup to see if he could make a play, and Gallup just was not quite in the good position for it. That was probably ill-advised. But, I mean, considering the fact that, you know, how much hand-wringing was going on about Dak, uh, I felt like he, you know, physically looked fine throwing the football, didn't have any issues. Maybe there's some timing stuff. Maybe there's some, um, you know, decision-making stuff. But I felt like, for the most part, he looked great. I mean, certainly – much, much, much better than he did versus Tampa Bay. Yeah, and that could be because of the quality of opponent. It could be because 
you know, you do have Michael Gallup back. I know he didn't have a catch in this game, but just having somebody else out there that can draw some coverage helps. Um, and the Cowboys ran the ball really well, which we should talk about. Like the yeah. Cowboys are running the ball really well. They found kind of their identity here. And I think the goal kind of moving forward is to have Dak throw the ball 28, 30 times a game, run the ball around that same amount and just be a very balanced offense kind of moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue that this defense, this offense is hard to stop when they're really balanced. Uh, they're having a lot of success running the football right now. Um, both Pollard and Zeke are running really, really well. Uh, and and you're getting kind of a, a nice, healthy balance of those two. And, and it's shifting each week, you know, who's getting more carries, which I think is ideal. Uh, and it's kind of keeping keeping things going. I think, you know, the offensive line has at times been up and down, you know, in the p- pass protection game. But I feel like for the most part, run blocking, they've done a good job of sticking with it and improving the situation as the, as the game goes on, wearing down on defenses and then, you know, turning those what, what started out as like two or three yard gains into six and seven yards by the time the third and fourth quarter roll around. So, uh, yeah, I, I could see why they would want to kind of, and this is what we talked about, right? Right. We, we kind of wanted them to see, I kind of wanted to see Dak operate in a similar kind of game plan to what they were running with Cooper Rush, with the difference being letting Dak kind of play with third downs a little bit more, you know, make the adjustments as needed. And I think that we've seen that that's, that could be a very successful formula for this offense. Uh, just one quick note on Dalton Schultz. I think you and I both saw he played well in this game. Like you can see his value. He still knows where to be and he catches everything and he's just got a great feel of like where to settle down in zones. But you can see that knee injury is affecting his ability yeah. to make plays after the catch. Yeah, he's you know one of the things that was so great about Schultz is is you get the ball to him and then at the point of he catches it, he really was explosive getting north and south. And I think it, it would throw defenders mm-hmm. off at times. You know, he would catch an outlet pass and he would get north and south immediately, and, and suddenly he's you know ch- breaking angles and just because it's just kind of unexpected for such a big player to not be right. quite so lumbering. He just doesn't seem to have that same kind of explosive explosion right now. Like he's just getting the ball. He's kind of gathering himself more before having to get up north and south. So I think it's it's eating into some of his yak production for sure. Um, but I, I do think that he's able, still able to get open, still able to operate inside the system and, and catch the ball when it's thrown to him. And that's you know that's better than nothing, I would say at this point. Part of me just kind of hope is, hopes the Cowboys shut him down this week with a bye week coming up and just give him, you know, basically three weeks to get ready because I don't know if this – because he, he re-injured it again in this game. I just don't he know did. if he's ever going to be fully healthy if they keep trying to have him kind of grit his teeth and play through this. I agree. I, th- I think that it, it might be worthy of thinking about kind of shutting him down for this week just because of what you just said. He, if you do that, suddenly he gets three weeks off. Uh, that hopefully should be enough to kind of at least make an improvement on his PC, uh, whatever the injury is, his knee. I think it's a PCL. PCL, uh, yep. Yeah, and so I, I think you know that's something that they should consider, especially with – with, they've got three other t- decent tight ends that they really like. There's no reason yep. to not lean on that and, and let your you know franchise tight end kind of get a second to kind of catch his breath and get ready for the back end of the season. All right, well, let's, uh, let's talk about the defense. But before we, uh, before we do that, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life, but when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or how small. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, 
BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and and available entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists at any time for any reason. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can help you get there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. We also want to tell you about LinkedIn. Uh, We know that anytime you hire somebody, it can feel like a high stakes wager for your business. You want to be 100% certain that you have have access to the best uh, qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you have to do, it's so simple. Add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That is linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Landon, yes. I just want to do one one or two more offense things before sure. we move to defense. Real quick, I thought it was really interesting the kind of wrinkles that they were doing at the goal line using the jet motion, uh, using uh, Pollard as a kind of a jet motion guy. That creates so many different opportunities for them. I mean, whether it's to hand it off to the uh, to Pollard near the goal line, obviously handing it off to Zeke. Mm-hmm. They 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 threw the touchdown pass to uh, to Hendershot out of that play. I, I really like the kind of multiple possibilities that you, you set up by using that. And and I just wanted to also point out, I, I think that just a, an increased use of, of, of motion, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it just, it, it seemed like there was an increased use in motion and play actions uh, yep. specifically in this game. And well, I think you really, have a veteran quarterback, right? Like that probably he can handle some of that stuff. But. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the motion stuff, especially, right. It's, it's just another thing to keep track of pre-snap and for a young quarterback, it's something that maybe they just took off his plate because it's just one less thing you have to operate before you, you snap the ball. So those were two things I thought that was good to see back in the offense. And I think it, it paid dividends, especially near the end of the game you're gonna see a goal line or short yardage play from the cowboys pretty soon same thing where you have ezekiel elliott lined up as like the fullback mm-hmm. and then tony pollard you know running the 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 motion kind of coming way behind the formation and the cowboys just use a quarterback sneak and you have ezekiel elliott pushing dak prescott that's become very in vogue in the nfl and if you can get one or two guys just to peek at pollard and then dak's coming downhill they're gonna have a lot of success doing that I love that sprint option that they ran too. And, and yep. they, they ran some zone read stuff, which looked very effective. I would like to see more of that. I think it's effective. I think it allows Dak to get a chance to carry the football in a way that he can protect himself and still get down if he needs to without get, getting hit without getting hurt. One more really quick note on the offense. Tyler Smith. Um, I thought he struggled a little bit in this game. This might have been his worst game to date. Uh, he did get beat for a sack. He had a holding penalty, which was kind of questionable. Um, there was another sack that he gave up, but was negated by a uh, illegal contact. It's going to happen. Like a- as teams get more tape on Tyler Smith, it's going to happen. I- I'll be honest; I'm kind of worried about this week coming up against Robert Quinn. That seems like a bad matchup for him. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, you're going to see him get some help. Hopefully it's different points. Uh, you know, he's got – it's not like he's lacking for foot quickness. He no, can get not. out there and everything. He can get his hands on him. But, yeah, it's just kind of learning the, all the different techniques and how to react to them. It, you know, Aquara got him a couple times or at least once. You know, obviously Hutchinson is is a guy that's going to be a terror in this league for a while. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, he's going to take his lumps. It wasn't detrimental. It was. It certainly didn't have a, a massive effect on the game necessarily. Um, but it, it, it is something that, you know, he's a rookie. He's going to take his lumps, uh, and he'll probably continue to do so yep. here, here for the next few weeks. That's why I would start getting him ready to play left guard or getting Jason Peters to play left tackle because I do think eventually that's probably the switch the Cowboys are going to need to make, but we'll see. Uh, let's talk about the defense. Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, to me, he's the biggest takeaway in this game. Like He doesn't have the stats of a Michael Parson. He didn't have the, the two uh, sacks like Sam Williams, but you could maybe make a case he was the best player on the field on Sunday. He was that good. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, obviously uh, we talked about the uh, the we all know about the the fumble, the forced fumble at the one yard line after Parsons. That whole sequence is just incredible teaching tape. I mean, frankly, coaches everywhere should be taking that sequence and showing it to their defensive players because that's that is the uh, the the you know if. if <laughs> If a PR department was trying to sell hustle to a yeah. def- to a young defensive player, that's it. Like, hey, this was a hopeless play. They're they're gonna score if 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 Parsons doesn't hustle back up field and make the tackle and save them at the one yard line, and and it, then they don't get the opportunity and take advantage of the opportunity to force a fumble on the one yard line that they recover. Guys, that's like that's a seven point play, you know, yeah. like that's, yeah. that's, that's totally ridiculous. And that's, that's what happens when good things that, you know, when good, when you're playing like with, with high effort and, and good attitude, like positive things happen, you know, that wasn't just the only time that Parsons did something like that. Parsons like no. was doing that several times throughout the game. That was just the one that we all noticed. There was another time where there was a wide receiver screen where he had gotten really far upfield. He turned I mean, he on turned, third down. Yep. He turns like uh, he flipped, positioned, and started. He stopped all his momentum on like an inside foot turn, which I. It looked it, like it somehow crazy. it was the craziest thing I, I'd seen. And, and I and, think they would have gotten the first down if he doesn't make it. Didn't make that tackle. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so he he it, that clearly was not the first time he'd done it. That's been talked about that whole conversation between him and Dan Quinn and, and, and about, you know, taking himself to another level that that's obviously been talked about a lot. If you haven't had a chance, go watch Pike Parsons interview, go watch Dan Quinn's interview talking about the conversation they had last week about how to take his game to the next level and, and, and how it directly that coaching point directly translated to what happened on the field for him. But, but the, the point that the, the conversation is about tank and, and let me, and let me just tell you that like, obviously the force fumble, like we mentioned, but I when I was watching the beginning of the game of the tape, I mean it was stupid how often Tank was beating his guy, getting in the backfield, disrupting, causing the play to go the other way. They stopped running at him at a certain point. It, it, his ability to fight off guys as a you know defensive four eye, he's supposed to be a defensive end. His ability to get inside to to scrape at the ball. He there was two or three other times before that that Paul, that Demarcus Lawrence got his paw on the football, and you can see it. He's he's lining the guy up. He's keeping his his body physically in the gap, and then he's just punching at the ball like you know when he's when he's when the guy gets close. So 
uh, he, his ability to just control the line of scrimmage to just be another person that this offense has to like keep track of while they're keeping track of where Parsons is. I mean, it, it, if it was just Parsons, then this defense wouldn't quite work nearly the same way as having the opposite threat of DeMar- DeMarcus Lawrence somewhere on the field. Uh, and he is just playing at, at – I, I think he's playing his best football right now. I mean, it's uh, it's this, unbelievable how this, well he's playing. I, both Lawrence and Parsons are playing unbelievable right now. Um, Landon, some breaking news. We've got a trade to talk about. Oh, boy. Involving the Dallas Cowboys. So don't look. We're going we're gonna to tell you about a, one of our sponsors at Price Picks, and then I want your instant reaction. Are you ready? Okay. This is going to be fun. I, I this is look, the first time look. we've ever done a show where we had a, a trade happen as we're doing it. This is great. Okay. So, uh, all right. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about Price Picks. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Price Pick projection, you win. And you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on just about any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They're currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Price Pick app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match over or for $100. All right, Landon. I'm getting text messages in my pocket right now, so I'm excited to see exactly what's going on here. The Dallas Cowboys have traded for defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins from the Las Vegas Ooh. Raiders. My worlds are colliding here. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, interesting. What are your I, just I, initial thoughts? Well, Jonathan Hankins is a guy that we've talked I'm, – I'm actually more interested in your thoughts, but but uh, Jonathan Hankins is a guy we've talked about at different points, right? I mean, he's kind of that that guy that you were – you know, that big bodied run stuffer that you can just plug in the middle and kind of eat up uh, uh, blocks that, that, that the Cowboys, you know, we felt like the Cowboys needed to kind of take this, this defense over the top a little bit. We were talking a, something a little bit more uh, long-term, a little bit more mm-hmm. high, highbrow and, and Derek Brown, but I, I don't know how realistic that is. Uh, I tend to really like, this because i yeah. think that i mean you got to tell me how he's playing but the last few times i've seen hankins he's played been playing well uh he hasn't played a ton for the raiders this year because uh, they've changed coaching staffs and i just don't think this new coaching staff values him all that much plus the raiders drafted two defensive tackles in the fourth round neil farrell from lsu and matthew butler from tennessee and they've and they invested a big a big chunk of their salary into Andrew Billings, Bilal Nichols. Like they've just kind of rotated these guys in and out. Um, I still like him though. Like if you just want somebody that can stop the run, he's not as good as he was in like 2018, 2019 or anything like that, but he's still a really smart run defender. And to me, I think it's a pretty significant upgrade over Quentin Bohana. I mean, Frankly, I wonder, is there even a spot on the roster for Bohana with Hankins? Because Hankins is just so much better, so much smarter. I like it. I think he's on a veteran minimum salary. I think the Cowboys are on the hook for like 600000 this year, so nothing. And I'm assuming they gave up nothing more than 
late day three pick. I love it. Like this is this is the type of small move that I think they needed to make. Yeah, and I think you know defensive tackle is not a position that you have to spend a ton at in order to kind of get, and especially if you're looking for a, a, an impact defensive player, a run defensive player, it's not a, a position that you have to spend a ton of resources at uh, to get a decent player. So uh, I'm certainly, I'm certainly uh, ex- excited to see what the compensation was and what, how it, it fits. 2023 yeah. six round pick. That's brilliant. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I that, mean that, literally nothing. I mean, basically that'll be compensated by a comp pick at some point. Which so most of the time, those six round <laughs> picks have a hard time making the roster when the Cowboys have such big UDFA classes. So I, I, I love it. I think it's an upgrade over over Bohana. I think you can do some really fun stuff with him. I, I do think 25 to 30 snaps a game is probably all that you want out of him. That's all that you need. And right? that's all that you really need. I, I think this is a, a small move, but a, an important one for them. Yeah, absolutely. Just to, I mean, look, they're going to face teams now that are going to want to run the football on them. Uh, teams are scared to throw the football. And if you don't, uh, you need to find ways to put more teams into third and long positions. And, and, and by doing that, uh, I'm sorry, in order to do that, you have to stop the run. You have to make uh, the, uh, stops on, on first and second down. This, at the very least, will kind of stop some of the uh, uh, you know pushback in the middle of this defense. Um, you know, you basically what you see for these defensive tackles is, is if they're not getting penetration, then it's hard for them to kind of uh, uh, you know make plays inside on the defensive line, and it's hard to keep uh, 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 offensive linemen off the, their second level defenders. So, uh, Hankins should be able to help there uh, at least early on first and second downs. And, and hopefully get you into more third and yeah. long situations, which is where you really want to tee off. Not not a pass rusher at all if you're no. not familiar. He has one pressure this year. The good thing about the Cowboys is they don't need that, right? Like they're just going to no. take him off the field when they get to third and long. And that's what the Raiders were doing as well. But if he can help you get to second and eight and third and six, he's done his job. So I really, really like this this trade for the Cowboys. It cost them nothing in terms of cap and really draft pick. Well, well done. Uh, any more thoughts on the defense before we head out? Yeah, I mean, real quick, uh, I thought that Sam Williams obviously played fantastic. I mean, his first sack was was like extremely high quality. You saw him use a swim move, and he dipped his shoulders, and he got his toes parallel to the, to the line of scrimmage, like in the fourth step, able to turn the corner and, and make a, just a high quality sack. And then obviously, the, he just took the ball away, like uh, Debo from Friday, uh, the, the, from jo- Jared Goff on that last play, and just stole it out of his hands, which I thought was incredibly impressive. I, I just just want to point out like some just two negative things real quick, uh, not negative negative things but just kind of things to watch it does feel like that anthony um i'm sorry uh not is it anthony anthony bar i was getting i was getting my ab ab's mixed up that anthony bar uh is kind of on a similar roller coaster trajectory as donovan wilson it just feels like i see a good play a bad play a good play a bad play donovan wilson is more like two good plays and then a bad play but Barr, it seems like at times, you know, he got hooked in. Uh, he got hooked inside on that that twenty yard run on third down that converted. Uh, it just felt like there were too many times when I was seeing him, uh, you know, in coverage getting beat by tight ends. And then another guy, just real quick, I got to mention, just because we, I, I, we're we're rushing through this real quick, and there's so much. Yeah, thanks, Cowboys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> is. Uh, 
is is John is J Ron Curse. It doesn't feel like we're still getting the fully healthy J Ron Curse. He, he's one of the few players on defense I think has looked a lot worse than. And I and I I wondering if it if it isn't like he's not completely healthy yet because it just Possibly. seems like he's he's not moving as well he's he's getting grabby in coverage he's he's not able to get around blocks the way he used to so his second level stuff isn't as great you know there's just times when he's making weird breaks in the ball and stuff it's it just he, it feels like he needs to get things cleaned up a little bit um you, I think that's mostly all the big oh yeah, I, real quick last yeah. thing real quick. Anthony Brown, I I I I think that he got a, a lot of slack for for what was what you know we saw on the on the broadcast tape. There were a couple of those things that I kind of thought were Anthony Brown issues while watching the game tape that that didn't uh, that didn't look that way when you watch the film. It, you know, certain things and it, they really had him playing a lot of off coverage. I still don't understand necessarily why, um, but I think it really made things a little bit more difficult for him, especially when they were trying to run like silo coverage when he's playing cover three and he's playing, playing the deep man and they're trying to throw underneath into his zone. It felt like he didn't get enough help from the linebackers in that situation. He was being forced to come down by himself to make solo tackles in space, which is tough. So don't disagree. A little update on the, the Jonathan Hankins trade. The Cowboys will also get back a 2024 seventh round pick. So (laughs) basically a pick swap. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's perfect. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, I know we we had to be a little bit quick there with some of our defensive notes because of this trade, but uh, it's exciting. I I wasn't sure if the Cowboys were going to make a move. That was one of the spots that we've been talking about for a while. Hey, if the Cowboys do want to make a small upgrade, I think you could get a better run-stopping defensive tackle. This helps. I, I don't think you'll see Hankins this week against the Bears, my guess is he's also been dealing with a little bit of an injury. Wouldn't be surprised if they just try to get him in the building this week, have him practice, and then get him ready for uh, the Packers game after the bye week. Like it, though. It's, it's, I do. It's fun. I do, it's too. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, all the same places that you download the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Uh, check us out on YouTube. You can please uh, like, subscribe, uh, rate us over there. Follow Landon on, t- on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys next time.